Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. In this episode, we're going to go over the Astros and the Angels series. We've got a couple other things and of course, fair or foul. But first, let's bring in Tom. Tom, good morning, buddy. What's up? Good morning, Rob. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, you're waking up to go to work. I got home from work. So uh, one of us is going to bed. The other one's going to work, but it's all good because it's Friday. TGIF, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a long weekend. Astros really made us work for it. So glad it's glad it's Friday. All right. If I forget to mention this later, it's kind of, I was kind of shocked that the Astros had a, a late game in LA yesterday. It was, I guess it was an hour earlier than the two before, but, you know, usually you have the courtesy to have a getaway game and these guys have to uh, play tomorrow. They have to travel all the way back to Houston and then now they're going to play again tomorrow. No rest for the weary. They definitely need it and we will get to that. But let's start with this. I I saw this little picture uh, on, I I don't know if it was Facebook or Twitter, those only two that I really look at. But do you remember when Seattle and the Angels got into that big brawl. Absolutely. It, so it posted that since the brawl, Seattle's 12 and 2, and the Angels are 3 and 10. Were one of them the reason that there was a brawl? Is that the bad luck, or that's just a crazy thing that happened? I don't know. I mean, the Angels are really bad, but, you know, it, it definitely fired up Seattle for whatever reason. And then another thing, buddy. Toronto, who has this very talented team, finds themselves at 46 and 42. At least that was the record when they fired their manager. They're a very good team, a team we thought. I know personally I thought they would challenge the Yankees for the AL East title, and they fired their manager. Is that too soon? Do you know what's going on? I don't know. I guess they, they have a lot of good players, and the expectations are a little high. So, yeah, I had to go and do some research because I was kind of like blown away by that, too. It really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then I saw how they did in the last couple of weeks and they'd been really, really struggling. And I guess, you know, like you said, for a team with that kind of roster, that kind of payroll, the expectations and then the way they started, I'm sure that they weren't going to wait around for the manager to figure it out. All right. So I have another thing to say about Toronto. But I'm trying to make sure this isn't in. Okay, I'm, I'm wait, we'll wait for fair or foul for that because it has something to do with that. So we did our fair or foul episode that was all fair or foul, no baseball. But this today's episode, we have four baseball ones and then one just life question. So let's get into Tuesday's game. The Astros are off Monday. Luis Garcia on the mound. Top of the first, Aledis Diaz with a two-run homer. Altuve scores, we're up two to zero. Angels score from third on a ground out and make it two to one. Top of the third, Alex Bregman, RBI single, brings in Diaz, three to one. 
Altuve, a two-run single, brought in Matichevic and Myers. The Astros are up 5-1. to one. Uh, Luis Garcia, six innings, one hit, one run, three walks, and seven strikeouts. How good did Luis Garcia look? He looked really good. Uh, he was cruising. Uh, I mean, for the first, you know, four or five innings of that game, you know, you just kind of felt like, all right, the Astros are going to show up in Anaheim and just take care of business. And for whatever reason, it just did not end up that way. Yeah, we got uh, – I don't know what happened. I mean, Phil Maton gives up quite a bit of runs. He has a bad, very bad night. But he was – he wasn't that, like, a great pitcher last year until the playoffs. So maybe our expectations for Phil Maton are a little high. But he comes in and gets a ground out, a walk. Uh, someone reaches on a fielder's choice. They hit the ball back to him. They reach base. Another fielder's choice. Bregman has an error, and all of a sudden, the bases are loaded. He hits a guy, and it makes it 5-2. to two. Montero comes in, gets a strikeout, a two-run single, makes it 5-4 to four and a pass ball by Maldonado, 5-5. Five to five. We have this game in total control, and things just fall apart. Yeah, I watched the game and it was really frustrating because it wasn't about anything other than making the simple plays. You know, uh, you talked about Maton and having the ball kind of hit back at him. You know, he tried to start a double play. He didn't have to do that. They had a 5-1 lead. He makes a simple play to first. I believe that would have would have been the uh, second out in that inning. And then Bregman, he gets a shot hit at him at third. He tries to start a double play. And again, if he's just making the simple play to first, none of it matters. Maybe they give up one run, but still in full command. Instead, just trying to do just a little too much ended up making it more of a game than it needed to be. Yeah, the Angels score four runs in the seventh inning. We're all tied going into the ninth. And then Kyle Tucker, RBI double, brings in Altuve, six to five. That was your final score. Maton, a third of an inning, gave up four runs. None of them were earned. Montero, two-thirds of an inning. He had a hit and a walk. Naris, no runs and a walk. Presley, two strikeouts. Picks up save. Number 19, Diaz, two for three with two RBIs. Bregman, two for four. And, of course, Kyle Tucker had that game-winning RBI. So, lucky, luckily, you know, we had the game in control. We almost gave it back, and Kyle Tucker uh, pulls through for us. Yeah, he was really good. Uh it was one of those games where you didn't think you were going to need that that one like that one big hit the ninth inning the way the game started. So really glad that he pulled it through. You know, like you can just see it with this team. You can just tell they're a little tired. You can tell they're fatigued. They played more road games than anybody else. They are definitely looking forward to this break, and I really hope they can just finish out strong to get there. The break they need is one of the topics pretty soon. So we will get to that. Wednesday was Christian Javier versus Otani, and it was pretty much the Otani show. Uh, L.A. was up 1-0 to zero with, a, with a bunt single, RBI bunt single. Otani, a two-run triple, 3-0. to zero. Yuli Gurriel drives in the only run of the game for the Astros, 3-1. to one. Javier's done. Bottom of the six, Refugio. Oh, Rangifo. Can't even read my writing. Rangifo, a two-run single. Adele, an RBI single. And Jonathan VR, former Astro, RBI single, 7-1. to one. That was the final. 
Those runs were off Abreu. Not good. Not good. Abreu, three and, I mean, Javier, three and two-thirds innings, five hits, and three runs. What was up with Javier? I mean, he had 10 strikeouts. Is that he just couldn't go very far? Is it, did he have 10 strikeouts in four innings? Yeah, it was amazing. He pitched really well. Everything he did for, I think he had eight consecutive strikeouts or something like that. It was just, you know, his pitch count got up. And uh, I mean, I really, really, really was frustrated with, with Dusty on this one. So, you know, he's been saying a lot in post games how, you know, he's looking at numbers and, and doing matchups according to the numbers. So there were two instances where he had no business pitching to Shohei Otani. And the reason being is because one, he had a guy like like the, the triple, he had a, he had a base open on first. And the, what, what bothered me the most about it all was that the next batter, I believe, was Taylor Ward. Taylor mm-hmm. Ward career was like 0 for 4 with 4Ks versus Christian Javier. And Javier struck him out twice yesterday or that day, the day before yesterday. So it was like, you got a guy that is absolutely being dominated by CJ. So why on earth would you even bother with Otani? If, if he has no protection. So there was two different instances where he could have like easily just put him on. And then, so Javier's day ends early because his pitch count gets up. But then the first, uh, the first at bat where, where he hits the triple, he could have just walked him, saved the four pitches. The second at bat, he ends up pitching around him more or less. And then, you know, his pitch count gets up to like 90 something. I can't remember, but both those instances, he could have kept pitching if he just, you know what, we're, we're not even going to mess with Otani. We're just going to put him on. He's super hot. You know, other teams are treating Yordan the exact same way, and I feel like Dusty failed us on that one. It's a very odd box score. Three and two-thirds innings and 10 strikeouts and 90-something pitches. But my boy Seth Martinez, inning in a third, two hits and three strikeouts, ERA of 0.75, Stanek and Maton. Uh, no runs, Abreu. Not good, buddy. Two-thirds of an inning, five hits and four runs. Not good. But anyway, the Astros lost 7-1. to one. None of that really matters because they couldn't score. So, you know, it is what it is. So let's just uh, go with this. Here we go. So they used Stanek, right, in the second game. This is my notes. I'm on the other page here, so. They're already down seven to one, and they use Stanek. That's another reason to be questioning Dusty's moves, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you were going to go to Stanek, you might as well have gave him the ball instead of Abreu to start it off. The fact that they went ahead and brought him in anyway, even with the score being what it was, meant that you know he was going to get work regardless because Stanek hadn't worked in a while. So. I thought it was just so weird, and I really feel like Dusty has a thing for Abreu, and I get it. The stuff is good. It plays. He just walks too many batters, and it's one of those things like once he starts putting guys on base, then then sometimes it's a little bad luck. I know the one of the hits, it was just like a little dribbler up the middle, you know, one of them seeing eye things, but he creates the traffic with the walks and then gets dinked and dunked on. It was one of those uh, one of those situations where I felt like if you were going to use Stanek, go to him. You know what I mean? Keep that game at three to one, and then your team's got a chance because Otani's pitch count was up. I think he was out in the sixth inning, so you had more than enough time to go after a bullpen that had been really bad. 
Yeah, Otani, six innings and four hits and one run. He had 12 strikeouts, so he was really dealing. Uh, had that, what, uh, two-run triple. Good game for uh, Otani. It, it is what it is. It's just a loss. We take it. Maldonado went two for two. The Astros only had four hits. Yuli Gurriel, like I said, had the only RBI. So let's go to Thursday. we got Framber Valdez. Where did he get this hair at? <laughs> That's my question. Apparently, you know, he got some extension added for, oh, you know, goodness. yeah, for, for, for this was all-star hair or something like that. I blame Montero. <laughs> it didn't hurt him. Uh, I mean, it could have been better, but it didn't hurt him. Uh, I think that, uh, I don't know if we see it last all season long. I think this will be a short-lived thing. All right. So top of the first, Tucker gets an RBI single, brings in Altuve. We're up one to zero. And Altuve led the game off and got hit in the knee. He stays in the game and limps in for that scoring run. And then they take him out. I mean, you have any word on him? Is this how bad is this going to be? Yeah, day to day, it's a leg contusion, uh, basically, you know, a knot. And uh, that's the, the, the medical way to say, you know, he's got a knot on his leg. It, yeah. was, it was an off-speed pitch. Um, I don't think it was one of those things, like if this was a playoff series, he would sit any time. Dusty postgame said that he was planning on Altuve to sit tomorrow because of the way the schedule is laid out. So I guess he just went ahead and gave him the extra rest. Um it really hurt because, I mean, you could tell the offense wasn't the same after he came out. Yeah, we're going to get to the lineup in tonight's game pretty soon. But the Astros go up 2-0. to zero. Diaz scored on a force out. Or Diaz had a force out and Pena scored 2-0. to zero. Bottom of the third, uh, Framber loaded up the bases and walked a run in. He did that his last outing. 2-1, to one, bottom of fourth, Stassi scored. A passed ball by Maldonado. That I think that happened last time he started as well. And we're, there's no more scoring until we go to the top of the 10th. I don't know about you, but I'm a little nervous when the Astros go into extra innings. But it worked out good for us. Top of the 10th, Jeremy Pena, RBI single. Right in Corey Lee, who was the ghost runner for Maldonado. The Astros win 3-2. to two. Presley, who pitched the 9th, pitched the 10th as well. He had a strikeout. Line out to second and a strikeout. For me, I hate it when we can't score, but it's pretty awesome the other way around. Absolutely. Uh, I guess credit to Dusty this time. He went with Presley for two innings, and uh, that turned out to be the difference because he was he was lights out. Uh, weird thing with Frambert, it was like I was watching the game. He throws this one curveball that just comes flying out of his hand. You know, never even gets to Maldi. Like Maldi tries to dive across the the batter's box to get get a get a piece of it, and he lost his release point. All of a sudden, he could not throw strikes. He could not find it. Anything with uh with spin, you know, it was just missing very badly. So fortunate to get out of that inning without you know too much damage, and then uh, fortunate to have Jeremy Pena come up and do his thing in extra innings. So Framber six innings, six hits, and two runs. He only had three walks and six strikeouts. Naris, two hits and no runs. Montero, no hits, no runs. Presley, two innings, three strikeouts. And he picks up the win instead of getting a save. Pena, two for four with an RBI. Diaz had an RBI and Tucker had an RBI. But one of the stories that came out post-game 
was about Bregman getting caught stealing home. That he and Dusty Baker said that he missed a sign, that they had the pitcher on the ropes, and we can't let stuff like that happen. What did you think when that was happening? I, uh, ironically, I thought it was you know something that came from the bench, you know, because it looked like they put. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was on first. I think it was it was maybe Diaz or something. They put him in in motion, so it looked like a double steal type thing, you know, where where he's going to try to make a play to second. They're going to try to steal a run, but it was it was kind of like that, right? You you felt like two runs with with you know the way it started with bases loaded nobody out two runs felt like light you know what i mean like like detmers got out of you know a jam with only two runs yeah so pena okay hit the uh game winning rbi single presley amazing two innings uh so the astros win they are 58 and 30 they're 11 11 games out of seattle who have won 11 straight games Texas is 16 and a half behind. LA is 20 behind. Oakland, 29 behind. I don't think anyone's going to challenge the Astros at all except Seattle. But the thing about it, Seattle's hot and the Astros are hurting really, really bad. And another thing I want to point out before I forget the Orioles, because we talked about the AL East earlier, the Orioles have won 10 games in a row. And that's the first time they've done that since 1999. And they're only one and a half games out of the wild card spot. Did you think that was ever going to happen? No, no, not at all. But they're a good young team. I've been kind of following them kind of off in the distance. And uh, they're, they're gaining a lot of momentum. They're, they're slugging with some teams. They've got a couple pitchers. You know, it's kind of one of those, you know, they're playing bad teams too. You know, you look, they played the Cubs for, I think, three or four. So, I, I do think that, you know, they're coming, but, you know, when they get back to playing Toronto, the Yankees, Tampa, Boston, maybe maybe they come back to earth a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's actually one of the fair foul questions. But anyway, the Astros, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they play Oakland. We got Odorizzi, JV on Saturday. I was planning on going to the game Sunday, and now that I see that, I kind of wish I would have scheduled my life a little different. But no, it's not going to happen. But anyway, so we got the standings. We're just missing this. Players of the series, who do you have for pitcher? For pitcher, I I, I mean, I kind of feel like uh, your boy Seth Martinez sounds good to me. I, I just love what he's doing. Uh, they call him, you know, and, and as long as they give him a clean inning, he's just been really, really good. It's been something they desperately needed. Uh, I could go him or I could go Presley, but I'll, I'll go with your boy, Seth Martinez. Well, I'm going Presley. <laughs> That's my player of the series. He had a two-inning outing, and then he picked up a save number 19 in the first game, so pretty good. I mean, uh, Javier had, what, 10 strikeouts, but he gave up three runs. Who was the other? Who started the first game? Uh, Luis Garcia, six innings, one run. I don't know. I just, I just got to give it to Presley. You know, he had that save and to come in and have the pitch two innings because the bullpen was kind of drained. I think that was pretty awesome. So position player, that's the official 
That that actually works out really good. So we got pitcher and position player. I almost gave it to Diaz. I wanted to give it to him the other episode when we forgot to do it, but I didn't. Who'd you give it to? Alex Bregman. Uh, he's all the way back. You know, right now he uh, he he had a single in the first inning of yesterday's game to kind of you know keep the line moving. He's still getting his walks. I think he's batting something like 333 over the last uh, 30 games or something like that. Alex Bregman. So last week we gave Corey Lee because he, you know, he only paid one game, but he had some RBIs and, uh, you know, you could, you could look at Pena who came up big with that RBI in the 10th inning. We would have lost the series maybe if it wasn't for that. Who knows what would have happened. But my guy had a game-winning RBI in the first game. He scored the game-winning run, and he had the first RBI today. So I'm going with Kyle Tucker. Not a bad choice. All right, buddy. You ready to do some fair foul? Uh, Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back, folks, with a little bit of fair foul. All right. Here we are. Fair foul. We've got five of them, and four of them are baseball. So hopefully we didn't cover this too much. So number one, the Orioles are 45 and 44. They won 10 in a row. They're one and a half game behind the wild card. Already mentioned that. Fair foul. The Orioles will make the playoffs. I think it's foul. I, I, I like what they're doing. I think, you know, they're coming. They're going to get better. You know, they're going to have a lot of money to spend. They're going to be players in free agency. I just don't think it's this year. I think it's maybe next year, maybe the year after. I say foul too, buddy. Uh, I expected them to be better sooner because they took, uh, you know, one of the mines from the the Astros. They took one of their, I think it was Sig, right? Sig Matal or something like that. And he was one of, uh, I can't even think of his name now. The guy, the general manager that got fired. Correct, correct. And and I think they've got a couple of guys over there that were ex-Astros guys, actually. What is our old general manager's name? It just, I'm totally blank. Luno? Jeff Luna. Oh yeah, that. I'm so sorry, folks. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I mean, they they took him, they plucked him. He went over there. I expected him to be better quicker, but I mean, what a what a division they're in. You know, Toronto's young and good. The Rays are always good. Of course, the Yankees and the Red Sox are always going to be decent. So that's a tough division. It's very tough. All right, number two. The Astros need the rest from the All-Star Week. I think that's fair. You look at how you look at all the injuries and how they're mounting up. You looked at a lineup today that had no Brantley, no Jordan, no Altuve, and uh, just really struggled to score runs. Yeah, they definitely need rest. Fair. Yeah, so many injuries. I mean, if I don't know, I mean, I don't keep up with any other team, but if there's a team that needs rest, it's us, buddy. So we got two fairs on that. We're agreeing two for two so far. Number three, the lineup tonight for the first game versus Oakland will be pretty weak. I mean, I think some people on Twitter will be like, what's this lineup? There's no way we're going to win this game. I think it's, I think they're just going to put the lineup together with everybody that's usually on the bench. They're all going to start. I think I'm going to call this the MacGyver lineup. I think it's going to be put together with, you know, paper clips, bubble gum, yeah. and toothpaste. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. 
you're going to see, you know, a bunch of bad hitters. I think you're going to get Siri again. You're going to get Dubon. Yep. Uh, you're going to get Chaz. Uh, I hope you get JJ Matajevic. Uh, that would be good. I, I feel like Corey Lee might help. I think that would be good. Corey so, Lee, I'm, I think for sure he's catching. Okay. I, I believe so because Maldi caught last night and they're going to, I, I really do. I think Lee's going to catch. Matichevic's going to be in there. I, I think they will rest everybody possible. And people are going to freak out when they see the lineup. But you got to understand, folks, this, that's what I think. I think the lineup's going to be pretty weak. But I'm okay with it. All right, we have this issue in Toronto. Kansas City beat Toronto 3-1 to one last night. And they have 10 players that couldn't travel to Toronto because of the rules over there in Canada. So fair or foul, unvaxxed players cannot play in Toronto. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's fair because it's their rules, right? It's their law. No, I mean, what do you think about that rule? Oh, what do I think about it? (sighs) I don't know. It's foul. I mean, they're with their team and they're just going to go in the field. They're not going to, Go up in the stands and make out with people. Come on. True, true. But you got umpires that would be, you know, within earshot. You got reporters that would be within earshot. I understand. I understand all the COVID stuff. Um, I, you know, you know, like, like I, I get it. Some people, you know, feel however they feel, whether they want to get the vaccinations or not, you know, but these guys get paid however much they're getting paid to do this. And that's part of it, I guess. So, I think it's foul because, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that you have to make somebody get a shot. I just, I I understand it. Yeah. I I mean, I just, I, I I don't know for me. I mean, if I was on a team and that team needed me, I would get the shot. Even if I didn't want to get it, I would get it. So I don't know. And it's a big, it's a big debate within sports like uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, kind of, uh, I know you don't follow a lot of basketball, but no. he kind he kind of torpedoed the Brooklyn Nets because he refused to get vaccinated and he basically didn't play all last season. So I mean, it's it's been something that's impacted you know a, a lot of sports. Aaron Rodgers in in uh, the NFL as well. Yeah. All right, number five. This happened to me recently. That's why I thought of it. See, if I would just I, I'm really curious to see if it happens to you and everyone out there listening. But when you go to renew, you know, you get your renewal for your tags in the mail. You know, once a year you get it. I got mine in. I log in to try to get it. And whoops, I forgot. I got to go get an inspection. So fair or foul, when you try to renew your registration, you forget about the inspection part. <laughs> I think it's fair. I, I mean, <laughs> I always forget. I, for, I forgot like three years in a row. I, go back to the way it was because I can see the number on the windshield and I'll just go get it. Yeah. So, so you don't have the sticker on your car. Is that what you're saying? Well, we have the one for the, you know, the, the registration, but not the inspection. I just, I mean, yeah, I just can't I, remember to do it. Yeah. I hear you. But if I have the sticker that says, cause usually they're different, they're different dates back when you had, you had to get inspection. Like one was in August and the other one was March or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you could see it while you're driving. You're like, Oh man, I got to go get an inspection, but it, you just don't think about it anymore. And you, you log in here. I want to pay it. You're like, Oh no, I got to go get an inspection. 
So you go to the oil change place to get an inspection. There's 50 people in line. But I got lucky. I'll tell you this. I went to this place pretty close to the house that I haven't been to before just because we went to the grocery store on Sunday. And I remember seeing the, the, the little plaque that says they do the inspection. I go over there. Nobody's in line. And the guy's like, Hey, we just opened up. If you do this, uh, if you do this uh, review online, just scan this barcode. It's going to be on the house. Sure, buddy. Let me scan it right now. You know what I mean? So I got a free one. So that's pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, for me, that's that's the only thing that kind of stinks is that you can only at least at least in the same sex anyway, you can only get it ninety days in advance of your uh, registration. So you got to kind of time it a little bit, you know, with your oil changes and stuff like that, because most oil change places will do your inspection right then and there. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a it's a foul thing to have to do, but that's. <laughs> That's how I feel. All right. So go back to the the weekend, right? We got Oda Rizzi and then JV, but Sunday's to be determined. Whose turn would it be? Luis Garcia or, or Keedy? Well, let's see. And I think the, uh, the, the Oda Rizzi thing is what kind of threw everything off, right? Originally, Oda was supposed to pitch, you know, today, and then he got pushed back. So now I don't know if it's one of those deals where, you know, now they're trying to figure out what to do with JV, what to do with Odo. Like, do we want him on extra rest? Do we want him to have another day? I think Odo is the reason that's all screwed up. If JV's pitching Saturday, he's not going to pitch in the All-Star game. You right, think? right, right. No, no, I mean, it would, it would make sense for him not to because, you know, he would need four days or whatever. I think they lined up for Amber to be able to pitch in the All-Star game so they're represented. Yeah. So I, I would say, I would say, the last two games I went to it was Arcidi. So I'm pretty sure Sunday's going to be Arcidi. Well, no, he's pitching today. It says Odorizzi is. Oh no 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 that changed. I'm sorry. Yeah, Arcidi's pitching today. They they've, they they flip flopped it like four times. I looked at it this morning. I mean, maybe they flipped it back. But last night Let's when I went see. to bed, it was going to be Arcidi. Well, this is what it says. I, I am on MLB.com. It says Odorizzi versus Irvin, Saturday, Verlander to be determined, and Sunday to be determined versus to be determined. I don't know where else to look, but we'll see. We'll see um, what happens. So seven hours ago, Julie Morales tweeted out, the Astros announced Jose Urquidy will start tomorrow versus the Ace. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like Julia knows she's, she's as connected as can be. So maybe, they, maybe she knows and they just didn't update it on the Astros.com. Right, right, right. Which I think would make Odo pitch Sunday. So I think you get Odo Rizzi. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. At home, he pitched well the last time out. Yeah. All right, buddy. Do you have any final thoughts before you go to work? <laughs> I do, I do. I need, I need caffeine, but I'm, I'm gonna make the best of it. The one thing I would say is that you got to be patient, or at least recognize that this team is is running on fumes. They've played 49 games away from uh, Minute Maid Park, you know. So, like I said, more more than anybody else. And then, a lot of teams are struggling right now with this trying to get to the break. 
the the New York Yankees, I mean, I don't ever like to bring them up. You know, I like to keep them, you know, at arm's length. But they're four and six over their last ten. So you can see them struggling. Uh, I mean, when you look across Major League Baseball, there's a lot of teams. You know, Milwaukee's five and five, Tampa's six and four, San Diego's three and seven, Minnesota's four and six, all, all over their last ten. So, I mean, Boston, who was on fire for a while, they're two and eight over their last ten. So a lot of teams are, are are looking for this rest. And your Houston Astros, seven and three over the last ten, definitely not too too shabby. I feel kind of lucky that we won two out of three against the Angels. It could have definitely went the other way. Yeah, easily. Twice. It could have went easily. We could have got swept. Very true. Very true. I mean, Tucker had that game-winning hit in the ninth. We won in the tenth and the second win. We got blown out the, the loss. Things could have been different, but I'm happy. And the thing is, we play Oakland, and they're horrible. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'll be happy. I hate losing Oakland. We can win two out of three. I'm happy. Saturday, we should win easily. It just depends on who pitches Sunday. Oh, oh one, one other thing to note, the Astros have won five consecutive series. So I believe that's a recipe for success, and they're doing that. What is the last series they lost? Do you remember? Um, I'm going to look it up while you're guessing. I feel like it was the one before New York. What was that? Was that Seattle? I think Dude, Seattle. I don't, Seattle. Yeah, maybe there's two out of three. June 6th, 7th, and 8th. Yep. Oh, Miami beat us two out of three. That's right. That's right. It's before That's the right. White Sox. That's the last time we lost a series. Yep. We yep. are so spoiled, folks. <laughs> Anyway, we, we, we do appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll definitely see you sometime this weekend, maybe Saturday, maybe both, Saturday, Sunday. We'll try to do some more shows for you. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.